Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. If you're interested in the law for, for really any number of reasons, I think you've come to the right place today. And over the last few years, we've had over 125,000 downloads of this podcast series. And you know, with that kind of number, I imagine our, our listeners come from all different groups and arrive for different reasons. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a law student, um, someone with a particular issue you need help with, or, or very likely just someone uh, with an interest in learning a little bit more about uh, any of the number of issues that could impact you in some way in the in the legal realm. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And today our discussion is one that should appeal to several of our core audience groups. I'll be joined by Lavelle Law Attorney James Dorr. Uh, James is an experienced criminal defense attorney, and, and he's going to share with me some details about the topic of expungements. Not really sure what that is. Well, that's that's why we've got James here to help us and figure that out. So uh, let's get to it. Um, James, good to talk to you again. Thanks for taking the time, first of all. Hey, Jim. It's great to be back on the show again. Thanks. So so I, I'm going to assume that, like me, our listeners maybe aren't familiar with this term. Maybe it's something we've heard but but really never had to figure out what it meant. Can you give us the, the legal definition of what an expungement is? Sure, sure. Uh, an expungement, and generally this is for Illinois, but expungements are pretty similar in most jurisdictions. But I would advise you know, looking at the different states as they relate. But uh, expungement in Illinois means to physically destroy uh, the records of an arrest or to return the records of an arrest uh, to the petitioner. That would be the former defendant, now the petitioner in this case. So um, to, to destroy the records, return the records, and then remove the petitioner's name from any sort of official uh, public record. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. so the name would not be uh, would not appear on a background search uh, in, in a public record database. Okay, so basically it erases or removes from the record an arrest. Interesting. Okay, and and I just want to clarify you: it removes an arrest. Would it would it also just be a, a conviction, or could it be any different type of circumstance that someone was involved in? Well, that that the conviction that now that comes down to whether something is eligible for expungement or not. So okay. the term right. expungement means to to destroy the record and erase the record, basically. Okay. Um, okay. But whether it's expel, uh, uh, eligible, that's a different matter. All right. Well, let's let's talk about eligibility then. Is is anyone okay. with any type of criminal background eligible for this, or are there certain standards? Uh, there's there's standards. And it's very um, statute driven and and it, I would always and then I always double check, you know, up to date statutes before I recommend something's eligible or not. But generally felonies are not um expungible. Okay. But there are a, f- a few that are, so it's worth looking at. And there's some um felonies that are you're able to get sealed but not have totally erased. So where sealing um would be good was it's actually the records are kept by the f- official record keeper in the circuit court keeps the records, but they're sealed from public view, but they're still okay. available for law enforcement to look at. So an expungement is generally for misdemeanor levels um, where there hasn't been a conviction, um, where mm-hmm. typically a, a sentence of court supervision was entered, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so once somebody is satisfied that and have a limited background, then that can be erased. Okay. Now, I know you you mentioned felonies in general um, are, are not eligible. I, I know you uh, handle a lot of uh, DUI cases and, and actually recently produced a video that I know is going to be up on com very shortly dealing with DUIs and, and how to handle those. Is uh, an expungement an option for someone with a DUI on their record? DUIs are not expungible. DUIs and also reckless drivings that came from a DUI arrest, such as a reduced charge, those are also not expungible. And the reason for that is because of the sentencing provisions for DUI law. Um, As, uh, say, somebody picks up one DUI arrest, it's not as serious as two or three or four. So the state has to keep records of how many arrests you have for a DUI because the penalties get more severe as the arrests build up, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the person who initially was the defendant, and I believe now you refer to them as the, as the petitioner. Tell me about the process. If someone has something on that record, uh, they'd like to see if they can have it removed in this manner. What what sort of process do they have to go through? Okay. Um, well, the process is it's a little different for for some of the counties, but generally statewide, there's a there's a petition that needs to be completed and filed with the circuit court. And upon filing that, the state's attorney's office and the Illinois State Police are provided with notice, and they're able to either object to the petitioner's uh, petition to expunge, or if they don't object, then it's up to the circuit court to go ahead and just just grant it. So um, the procedure is to get the petition filed. Um, If there's a hearing date assigned, um, say the, the state's attorney's office objects, um, then it would go in front of the court, uh, the providing judge, uh, presiding judge, to determine whether the case is eligible for expungement or not. Okay. And since the state okay. attorney and, and other law enforcement officials get a chance to review and object, is this then something that um, is likely to take some period of time, maybe a few months or longer, to see it through uh, to, from start to finish? Sure. The, the state's attorney's office and the Illinois State Police are given 60 days to review the petition and then file a response to it if they, if they deem necessary. Um, and depending on the response, it can be assigned a court date uh, for a hearing on the matter, or it could just be granted by the circuit court, and then the petitioner just would receive in mail proof that the the petition was uh, was granted and then the paperwork that would uh, proceed from that. Okay. Now, when it goes okay. back to the court, does does the judge have sort of a, a checklist or a, a set of criteria that they follow in terms of whether or not they would grant the request? <clears throat> that 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 is correct. And ultimately, what the judge is looking at is the uh, is a balance test of comparing the petitioner's interest in being free from the criminal record versus the state's interest in retaining that record. Okay. So that's a balancing test the judge is going to look at. Um, and it could be as different as every any individual filing that petition. Um, he will look at the circumstances surrounding the arrest um, and background information for the petitioner to see if it's in basically the public's interest in having um, the record remain or to have it expunged. And are there any, uh, I don't know if I use the right term here, any, any witnesses involved if this was some sort of a, a crime that involved uh, someone who suffered some sort of damage, whether it's you know physical or financial or whatever, are they allowed to come and um, 
contest in any way. Uh, I suppose the state's attorney's office could present that if they wanted to. Normally, the, the state's attorney would would present that evidence on their behalf, uh, but they would cite that as a reason for uh, not wanting the the record to uh, be expunged. Um, so, seriousness of of the event would be something that would be uh, considered by the presiding court. Okay. Um, for those of you listening, I'm, I'm visiting with cr- criminal defense attorney James Dore of uh, Lavelle Law Limited today. James is, is part of the criminal law practice group at the firm, has an extensive background in, in dealing with uh, many different types of cases. And you, you get a glimpse of his background and knowledge if you visit the website uh, at lavellelaw.com, where you'll find a, a series of articles. He's posted excellent articles on a, on a number of topics. Um, you can check the media tab on the homepage, or if you go directly to the criminal law practice group, um, you'll find the, the collection of articles are filtered specifically for that topic there. Now, today we're, we're focused on the process of expunging a, a criminal record. Um, and, and Jim, just, just to be clear for what has been said so far, um, when the judge makes his or her determination, even if you know all the things appear to line up and be favorable, do they ultimately have the the ability to say, well, you know, no, I just don't think it's right. I'm, I'm not going to allow it. The judge has discretion to grant a petition. It's nothing automatic about it. Um, just because something is eligible for expungement doesn't mean it will automatically be granted by the court. And that's something to remember in criminal cases in general. Um, if, if somebody receives supervision on a, on a misdemeanor case, um, that record, even though it's considered a, a dismissed case ultimately at the end of the case, the record still exists of that arrest. So nothing automatically gets done to remove that that record of the arrest um, from that from that person's you know, arrest record. So um, additional, the, the petition must be filed. It's not automatic at the end of a underlying case. So the petition needs to be filed, and then ultimately it's the judge's discretion whether or not that petition is granted. So it's an, uh, yeah. an obligations on the part of the uh, criminal defendant originally to see this through because it's not automatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and it's funny we're talking about this because we're we're at that time of year now where there are changes in administration uh, here in the state of Illinois, and we see this uh, every four years or every eight years at the national level. If the president is about to leave office, they go through a series of pardons. Um, seems to be sort of a a standard procedure. Is is this really the same thing as a pardon, or are we talking about something different? It, it's not the same thing. Um, Generally, pardons uh, come into play with felony cases and, gen- and uh, cases that wouldn't normally be eligible for expungement. So, say a, 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 a felony arrest that doesn't meet the requirement of having an expungement record, then a petitioner could go to the governor's office, okay, and seek executive clemency. And there's a different procedure for that, mm-hmm. but that is a procedure to seek a pardon. And then, ultimately, if a case is pardoned, the, the governor would order the circuit court to expunge the matter too so that's a that's a way to seek ultimately removal from a record through through a different method mm-hmm. because of the seriousness of the case now tell me about your role in this as an attorney um uh, if you have a client that you've dealt with that um you think logically you know this is a good opportunity is, is this the kind of thing where an attorney might contact our client and say, hey, you know, a certain amount of time has, has passed here, let's go ahead and do this, or is it more 
that the client um, you know hears about it and comes to you and says, "Hey, is this is this something we can pursue?" Or, or do you just tend to be more proactive in, in some of your dealings? Um, I generally I, I leave that up to the client because it's 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 their discretion whether they or not they want to pursue an expungement. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really it's really up to to the client on, on a case like that. Uh, I encourage it um, to, to if something's eligible for expungement. I certainly encourage it because that way it doesn't it's not a hindrance in, in um, you know uh, job situations or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And and um, is there any downside to someone pursuing this? I mean, the worst is the worst that can happen that they're denied, or is there any reason other than maybe just the the time and and maybe some uh, some court cost or attorney's costs where they shouldn't at least make the attempt? Um, yeah, the worst thing it is is it's it's denied, and um, you paid certain costs, filing fees or whatnot, to to have the matter put before the circuit court. Um, mm-hmm. So the worst you can hear is it's denied. But yeah. Um, but ideally, it's it's it, it, we screen ahead of time to make sure somebody's actually eligible for expungement. Um, if there's an objection on the record, we prepare the client for the hearing. I go forward and present my evidence and, and respond to the state's attorney's evidence and then seek expungement from the judge uh, after the hearing. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the other eligibility question I thought of here, is, is there any time period that must elapse between, you know, the... The, the event, the crime, whatever it might have been, and perhaps the, the finding before they can actually uh, apply or, or petition for expungement? The time period it depends on what the charge is that you're trying to, to get expunged. Um, normally it's two years, but it can be five years, depending on what the case is, or even longer, for depending on what you're seeking as a as a remedy. So time is very specific to what you're trying to get expunged. That's all a matter of is it is it eligible for expungement, um, and at what point is it eligible? That's that's kind of the background search that we do here. Okay. Uh, well, boy, very very informative today, and um, I always enjoy when we have conversations like this where we, we tackle something new. Um, so I want to say thanks to Attorney James Dore of Lavelle Law for for being here. Um, very very informative conversation. Next week, uh, I'll be talking to Attorney Jeanette Pequeno. We'll look at administrative child support, some of the issues surrounding that. In the meantime, if you're looking for other updates on any of these topics, uh, as well as past podcasts, uh, you can find those at Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and plenty of information at LavelleLaw.com. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.